1: If you haven't heard the news, there are big rumors swirling that Corn Pop, as I affectionately call the resident-in-chief, he's looking to reinstate COVID mandates, and a lot of this information was leaked out by a TSA employee. And it's looking like we could see things come back online as far as masks and lockdowns and restrictions as soon as mid-September. And when I read something like this, it obviously puts me back into a place three years ago where I, you know, my life was completely changed. (laughs) I started this ongoing battle and things became even more and more evident as to what we were facing in this very large spiritual war that we've been battling, maybe unbeknownst to a lot of us. And now we are actively engaged in the battle. And then I also went to this place of sort of anticipatory anger, if there is such a thing, at what I know will happen is watching people fall right back in line. And I guess I just want to talk about that today. I want to talk about why as a society are we so easily manipulated? Are we so easily brainwashed? how we have allowed all of these how did we allow them to take place in the in the first place right like how did we get so far gone to now even at grumblings of this even at the thought of this happening how i genuinely feel like we're just going to see people fall right back in line lockstep with whatever measures, you know, the overlords put into place. Now, I think what's critically important to look at from kind of this perspective and like where I come from and where a lot of my friends come from, looking at all of this is first and foremost, we are sovereign beings there is so much being uncovered about, you know, when you're born and you get assigned a social security number, and then you are literally just now a slave to the government. You're assigned this this number, in which then forces you to pay taxes, and you're trackable, and you're traceable, and all of these imposed requirements on us that were significantly added to during the scamdemic. And when our overlords started going, okay, here's the time. We're going to roll this out. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can get away with. And it worked masterfully. We have to remember that we do not have to do any of this. There are more of us than there are of them. You know, a terrible example, yet an example nonetheless, is if you haven't seen these videos of these groups of people who are typically dressed in all black, they're masked, they've got hoodies on, and they are going into high-end designer stores, you know, all together. So they're just bum rushing these stores and they're just grabbing whatever they can get. You know, they're going into Nordstrom's and they're grabbing expensive handbags off the racks and clothing off the racks. And you look at that scene and that scenario and it's like, well, yeah, it's 20 against maybe one, maybe there's one security officer there, or maybe they go at a time of day when they know there aren't going to be a large number of shoppers. And let's be honest, hardly any of those shoppers at Nordstrom's are going to intervene and try to tackle someone or, I would render a guess that not a lot of Nordstrom shoppers are concealed carrying, right? So their plan of attack is us versus them. And in that case, the us is significantly greater than the them. They know they have the upper hand. Now that's an example of breaking the law and it works. In a lot of same ways, we can all do the same thing. And it's actually not breaking a law. Masks were never a law. They they were never a law. This is what absolutely blows my mind about watching people put face diapers on to walk into a restaurant and then go sit down and take it off and not put it back on when they walked out of the restaurant. Can we stop and think about the absolute insanity and absurdity of this? And we watched people do it over and over and over again. And we watched people that implemented this literally have this sort of authority complex over people, but all it did was demonstrate how stupid they were and how much of a a lack of a backbone they had to stand up and be like, um, this is absolutely stupid I'm this restaurant manager. i'm not I'm not going to enforce this. This is making me look really unintelligent for just going along with this. Somehow, you can only catch a respiratory virus when you're standing up or when you're walking or when it's from the front door to the table and not from the table to the bathroom. The literal insanity of it, like haunts my memories. And it makes me really scared for society that number one, so many people participated and they just went along with it. And even a significant number of people that went along with it did so simply because it was easy and it was comfortable. They never once said, oh, well, it's, it's the law. No, because it wasn't a law. There are still things that have to take place. A mandate is not a law. How many people followed the little arrows on the floors in the grocery stores? Oh. Again, what in the world? What in the world were we doing? Well, not me. When I say we, it wasn't me. I, I just... You watch the ability for fear to be the driving force behind why people make certain decisions. Now that I understand. Fear is a drug. Fear changes your chemistry in your brain. It puts you into fight or flight. It produces you know chemical and hormonal reactions within our body. Like that, I understand, is a physiological aspect to fear. But it made people so incredibly irrational. To the tune that I think that there's a lot of people that participated that maybe now look back and go, Oh gosh. Wasn't my I wasn't shining so bright there. Wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. But they won't even admit that. They won't even admit it to themselves. They won't admit it to their family members that they, you know, didn't allow to come to Thanksgiving. They wouldn't allow, you know they wouldn't admit it to anyone in their circle that had maybe said hey you don't you don't really need to be doing this and this is kind of ridiculous there's a large number of those people and again i think that those people are the ones that well it was just it was just easy like i don't want the old lady at sprouts to yell at me when i walk in so i'm just going to go ahead and put this mask on And I don't really need anything down this aisle, but it says I have to go down here because the arrows point this way, (laughs) I'm just going to do it. Oof. That pains me. It pains me to think about. And standing on like the dots at the airport, six feet apart. Nobody, if you have a conversation with anyone that participated in this, nobody can even provide you with like a rationale other than they just did what they were told with no foundation for it, no basis for it. And if things were to go back the way that they were, I think that there is a large population of people that will just do it again. And we know all of these things now. We know that masks literally don't work. In fact, there's a number of studies out there that demonstrate that masks have the potential to be more harmful than they were protective. You have bacteria both on the inside and the outside of the mask. People with these cloth masks hanging from their rearview mirrors, hysterical, never washing them, not cleaning them, Breathing out all of your internal stuff onto them. We also looked at decreased oxygenation levels because you're rebreathing in your CO2. You're not properly oxygenating your body. We had people suffer from acne, like actual causes of acne from these filthy, dirty masks that were touching people's faces. We've looked at psychological studies of children who became either obsessed with their masks. They thought if they weren't going to, you know, if they weren't wearing a mask, they were going to die. If they saw somebody that wasn't wearing a mask, that person was going to kill them. I mean, it was absolute psychological warfare. We had people fighting in grocery stores when we know they literally do nothing. So what would be the point then? What What was the purpose in the beginning? I know, control, compliance. With all these studies that say they don't work, they're potentially more harmful than they ever offered an ounce of protection. To now, why would they need to come back? Again, compliance and control. What if they try to implement these at schools again? I mean, my son did not participate the first time. I know a few parents who didn't have their children participate. I don't know if we will ever be able to undo the damage that we did to our children during that time. And again, there's literature, there are studies. There are speech pathologists coming out and saying that these toddlers that wore masks or that were around people that wore masks for long periods of time have significant speech delays. It's something around like a 300% increase in speech delays, which makes absolute and total perfect sense. Part of learning how to talk is watching people talk. It's their mouth movements. It's where their tongue goes. It's facial expression associated with the tone of your voice and the inflection. And we robbed these developing little minds of that. for something that was non-preventative of what they told us it was going to prevent. It was an absolute blatant lie. So why would we participate in that again? I will absolutely not be participating that again. I will do exactly what I did last time, which is go to every business and walk in without a mask. And when they say, you need to wear a mask, I look at them and I say, no, I do not. But thank you so much. And I continue to shop. I will not be putting a mask on my child at school. In fact, I'm going to take it one step further this year, and I'm not going to provide them with anything. I think last year I said, you know, we filled something out that said we have a a religious objection, like, which again is like so silly. Like I shouldn't have to say any of that. I just get to say, no, you're not making decisions for my child. And my child is not a threat to anyone in this school. I'm a responsible parent. If my child demonstrates any signs and symptoms of being sick, like I normally would do, I'm going to give him home. I'll check his temperature. I'll, you know, have him chill on the couch for a little while until he feels better. I'll give him an Epsom salt bath. give him his vitamins. Great. Go back to school. I'm not going to give anyone pleasure of dictating things to me or my family that are nonsensical. And I'm going to continue to encourage other people, whether they didn't participate the first time around, or whether they did participate the first time around, to do the same. Just don't participate. It doesn't serve you and in the big scheme of things, in the big picture of what we're looking at about what we're up against, if you choose to participate, you're just feeding into their hands. You're, you're still playing the game. And the game is just power and control. And again, back to that example of those like flash mobs going in and robbing Nordstroms, like there's more of us than there are of them. What happens when we, all walk into safeway without wearing masks they're going to they're going to they're going to call the police there's not enough police officers to come and arrest all of the people that are in safeway shopping safeway maybe has one security guard like the more that we just decide we're not going to do it th- it literally ends The game ends. We've seen this in so many instances with boycotts, with, you know, um, not putting your money somewhere or not choosing to to participate in something. It's the exact same thing. It's just on a significantly larger scale. Masks on a plane. Like, are we going to do this again? Again, I'm not. And the absurdity of it. How many pictures did we see of people literally tying like a handkerchief around their face? What? What? First of all, it's a piece of fabric. Okay. A fabric is not preventative of anything getting through it. N- number two, it's dangling off your face. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Plastic face shield. Uh, again, it's air. It's everywhere. It's breath. It's everywhere. Like this was not a pandemic the first time. It's not going to be a pandemic the second time. It is an IQ test for all parties involved to look at what makes sense? What doesn't make sense? What I'm responsible for as an individual and as a human being and as a sovereign entity or citizen, and the lengths to which I'm willing to go to stand up for myself and to fight for those sovereign rights. That, That was the test. A lot of people did not pass. So over the last, you know, I would say really like two years now, right? To where we're sort of out of it and all of this literature has come out, all of this data has come out. Why on earth would we ignore all of that and allow ourselves to be put back in this position? Control and compliance. I feel like the overlord's know that their time is up right there are days where I wake up and I'm like oh my gosh I feel like the tide is turning I think more people are getting it like thanks be to God we're all just gonna not do this anymore but then there are other days where I wake up and I hear something and I go oh like, well, no, like, is nobody learning? Is does everybody have amnesia for what we just went through? Is nobody willing to sort of toughen up and do it different this time? Have a different result. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Right? Two weeks to slow the spread. Masks. Walk on the arrows. Stand on the dots. Inject your body. No, nothing, ha- nothing has changed. None of those interventions did anything because they're telling us the COVID is still in existence. But I thought that the I thought that the jib jab was going to eradicate it. I thought if everybody got poked, it was just going to go away. I thought it was done. No, we can't be a society that demonstrates insanity by doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. It's not going to work. And the, the more and more that I actually talk to people and I meet new, maybe they're internet friends. I've made some amazing internet friends in the last couple of weeks, it's it's very telling that a lot of people didn't feel strong enough or maybe they felt outnumbered in their beliefs the first go-round. And so that was also part of their compliance to a certain extent. They maybe didn't go all the way and take the jib jab, but maybe they did still send their kids to school with a mask on or they you know, when they flew, they, they wore their mask, whatever. And now I think they're like, Oh no, I'm never, which is great. So that should be encouragement to you that if maybe you were one of those in the beginning that was like, yeah, I just, I'm going to, I'm just going to do this little piece, but I'm not going to do the whole thing. And maybe now you're still feeling like there aren't that many of you out there. There are take that as words of encouragement there are. There are a lot of us. Still, I think, more than we think there are, which is the beauty of it. I'm going to step away. We're going to take a short little break, here from our incredible sponsors, and then I'm going to come back and we are going to keep chatting about all of this and the resistance and what we're going to do and how we're not going to comply and how we're going to stick it to the man. So, Take a few minutes here. I am Nurse Beth. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud here on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
0: It's time and this is work. This is Jodi O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. Ever since I toured their facility, I take 2 ounces in the morning and evening and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically
1: studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD, Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
0: We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutLoud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation
1: so that we can preserve future generations. In the fight for liberty and justice for all.
0: America Out Loud Talk Free.
1: All right, welcome back. If you are joining for the second half of the show, I am just talking about what is going to happen if the powers that be decide to reinstate some of these wild COVID restrictions that we saw first go round in the pandemic. And really just kind of offering my take on why we should never have complied in the first place, but certainly why we should not even be entertaining complying a second go round. We've got so much data, so much literature, so many examples, so many tangible things that we can literally look back to and say, they said this and it's not true. They said this, it's not true. We have a million of those examples. Okay, maybe not a million, but you know what I'm saying? We have a lot. In fact... We have now almost 800 peer review articles that expose the myocarditis associated with the Hokey Pokey. 800. We may as well round up to a million. We can't as a society forget the torment, the trauma, the life upheavals the destruction of our economy the the absolute you know decimation of our hearts and our souls and our families and things that people went through all done on literally a bed of lies i'm sure a lot of you have now seen that the fda came out and is quietly admitting that ivermectin was beneficial. It did show that patients did better. It was helpful in treating in treating COVID. And yet patients in the hospital were refused the right to try. They were refused the right to try ivermectin because we were told we were giving people horse medicine Literally everything was a lie. And they aren't going to be able to come up with any better rationales for why we're doing it a second time around. So we have to arm ourselves with all of that knowledge, with all of that power, if you're not sure about the talking points if you are afraid at your work that they're going to now mandate the you know next round of covid shots like we have so much ammunition now nobody should feel like they're backed into a corner nobody should be unwilling to turn to your trusted local conspiracy theorist and say, hey, remember when you posted that back in June of 2021? Could you uh, educate me a little bit more on that? (laughs) We should all be doing that. Especially if you're not wanting to participate again. And now I think it's interesting the timing of it of course because we are drawing closer to an election cycle so as a lot of people think and i still think and i stand by this when i say that i believe that you know the the pandemic occurred at the time that it did to do widespread mail-in ballots i think that was a very strategic you know, plan. And I know that a lot of people have that same theory, but it makes sense. And it makes sense that if you implement this, you know, Corn Pop said around mid September with kind of full swing, full ramp up in December, um, it would make sense. So that's like about a year before the election cycle. So again, start really building this fear, start propagating all of the nonsense again, start, you know, I'm sure there's going to be people on TV, the virtue signaling is all going to happen again. All of that type of stuff. So we're going to we're going to turn to non-elected officials like Bill Gates for, you know, opinions from a billionaire who's probably on the spectrum. Okay, I'm I'm absolutely not interested in anything he has to say. So we have to decide what we're gonna do. What if literally, just like I talked about a couple weeks ago, what if we all just didn't vote? What if we all just quit paying taxes? there's so many more of us than there are of them. What if every single person that walked onto that plane just said, no, we're we're just not doing it. This entire plane is saying, no, we're not going to do it. You have to be willing to face those consequences, which is, okay, they, they ground the flight. They don't fly. You don't make your connection. You don't go to your destination. Well, are you willing to do that? Are you are you willing to be so principled and stand so firm in your convictions that you that you sacrifice that? I am. Cuz I know what the alternative is. The alternative gives the upper hand to the lunatics. I don't I don't like feeling controlled by lunatics not going to do it, not going to participate. The other thing about the timing that I think is very interesting is that, you know, we are quote unquote headed into cold and flu season, which in my opinion is just low vitamin D season. So as we start to hit the tail end of summer and we have the government pumping, you know, artificial clouds into the sky We are not getting as much vitamin D as we normally do. We have seasonal changes. You know, the East Coast starts to get it. The Midwest starts to get it. So we have low vitamin D season. And we also have flu vaccine shedding season, right? Everyone goes out and gets their flu shot and then sheds all over everybody. Yeah. I mean, no wonder people are getting sick i are surrounded by people that are shedding off flu vaccine. You also have the little people that have to go and get their, you know, next round of, of shots before they go to school. It's a cesspool out there. No wonder it turns into cold and flu season, right? You also potentially have kids back at school. They're tired. They're sitting under fluorescent lights all day long. Hopefully they're not eating cafeteria food, but they might be. Their nutrition is deficient. Like it's literally a perfect storm of your body's defenses breaking down. And then people are like, oh, well it's cold and flu season. No, it's actually like changes in your body's microbiome and your sleep schedule and your existence as it relates to all of these external compounding factors. So in my opinion, it's no wonder that we have this fanciful new COVID variant. I... I don't think it's COVID. I've never really been a big buyer into oh, there's this magical, mystical like virus out there. A rose by any other name is, you know, still a rose. Whatever that saying is, smell is sweet. Could be just the flu. Labeled as something else. Could be something else. Just labeled COVID. But they paralyzed everybody so much with that word and with the constant barrage of propaganda that now we have this expectation that anytime anybody gets sick, it's just going to be COVID. And so the timing of this is absolutely perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I also think it's interesting as far as timing is concerned that they are announcing a new COVID jab, which apparently is supposed to be targeting certain variants and it's now acting like an annual flu shot. Like You now get to go get a COVID shot once a year like you do the normal flu shot. So probably pretty perfect that they're rolling that out. At the same time that they're rolling out this scary new variant, which by the way, I would like to draw your attention to something. If you close your eyes or you're a visual person or you could describe it, I think we could probably all say what COVID quote unquote looks like right? It's that ball with those sort of spikies coming off of it. It's red because red is scary. Sort of menacing. Pay attention to the new digitally created graphic that they're using for the new COVID. Like, This is so crazy to me. People are really going to think that it's a new variant, and so it, like, it looks different. Like it has a different coloring page. (laughs) Like it's like it's it's like a little different color. Like it's kind of purpley now, and the little spiky things that come off are like a little different. Like that is literally how propaganda works. They're showing you OG COVID, original, old school, COVID number one, big red scary ball with spikies on it. And now we're just calling it something new and we have to have a new picture to represent it so that it gets implanted in our brains. And so that now every time we see that image, we're going to associate that image with this new scary COVID variant. It's brilliant. I wish I was as good at my marketing job as these people are at their marketing job because they are doing, I mean, listen, it's incredible. They are pushing their product very well. They are getting consumer buy-in, hook, line, and sinker. It's really remarkable. I should probably be taking notes. So just pay attention. If God forbid you still watch the news, just pay attention. Pay attention to what the new and improved COVID looks like. And I think that that new and improved COVID version, new diorama, is to push this New jab that's coming out for your annual jab. And I think that's also here to help with mail in ballots. Should we get to an election, which I'm not sure we will, but that's for a whole nother show. But it's perfect, it's priming us, it's priming everybody. We've seen the image we're getting numbers, we're being told this, oh, kids are back in school, we're probably going to have to lock them down. It's such coincidental timing. Because you know me, I love a good coincidence. They're just my favorite things ever. I think they're naturally occurring. I don't look any deeper into them. Yeah, right. That's me being being sarcastic, right? So the other things that we have to not participate in, should they, should they do this? I mean, we talked about masking ourselves, not going to do it, don't do it. Please, please don't do it. They don't work. Look up the studies. Masking our children, please don't do it. Don't cause any more disruptions to their little worlds and their psychological things that they're already dealing with. I was actually talking with my son today because I said as we were driving to basketball, I said, "Hey, just so you know, just a little forewarning, my little chickadee, uh mom's claws are out because if they reinstate covid things, you're like, like again you're not doing it and I'm going to have to go nutty at your school." And he's like, "All right. Like I have to prep my child for him to know that I'm again going to be in the principal's office. And he said to me, he was like, was that, what grade was that? Was that sixth grade? Was that seventh grade? Like these poor kids went through this for so long. They, they there, there isn't even like a time reference or like a recollection because their entire year was just, it was pure upheaval. Was he in school? Was he at home? Was he in class? Was he sitting six feet apart in the corner because he wasn't wearing a mask? Did I, did I run off the school nurse? I think I did. We have a new one this year. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Like all all the things. And I had to like prepare his little mind and heart for (laughs) me being like, "Eh, here's the dealio. We're not doing it again, doing it again, buddy. And he's all for it. He's not going to do it. But the psychological torture that we put our kids through doing this is wild. We can't do it again. It's 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 not sustainable for them. We can't do it. We have to fight harder for our kids. We're not going to follow arrows in the grocery store, you guys. We're just not. We're not doing that. It makes no sense. It makes us look incompetent as human beings. <laughs> we look real silly. Don't do it. Don't don't let someone in a restaurant tell you that you have to put a mask on to walk to your table just to be able to take it off. Don't do it. It makes them look silly and it makes you look silly. Just say no. Point that out to them. Do, do you know how silly you look by enforcing this? Just, just just, don't do it and you won't look silly. And speaking of restaurants, speaking of businesses, we're not going to close our businesses again, okay? <laughs> Can we all just agree about that? Can we all agree that no one has the authority to tell us that we are Cannot have our businesses open. This is crazy. Nobody has the authority to tell us that. It's our business, it's our livelihood, it is our income. We're not closing our businesses again. We saw what happened to the economy, we saw what happened to individuals, their families not being able to feed their families, businesses that have been up and running for generations out of business. Here's also why we're not going to do it because every time a business closes, let's say on a city block and that building is now vacant and that owner of that of that business maybe has to file bankruptcy they can't afford to pay their lease anymore it goes back to the bank The overlords win they come in and they swoop up that entire city block and they bulldoze the the storefronts and they put up you know 10-foot apartment buildings Cause you're going to own nothing and you'll be happy. So if you've lost your business, you've lost your property, you have no income and the lizards win. So let's just not do that again and feel powerful enough to just say, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. You don't have the authority because again, there are more of us than there are of them. And there are no laws. It's it's just wild. We can't have that happen to individuals and we can't have that happen to communities and we can't have that happen to our, our overall economic situation. So let's just not do it. And now one thing that I do want to bring up outside of the new... COVID variant is the possibility of climate lockdowns. And I've talked about this briefly on the show before, but what if people don't buy into the COVID lockdown? What if this conversation is the conversation that we're all having out there, you know, at happy hour with our friends and at sports events with our kids? What if we're like, no, we're not doing it again. Like, yeah, maybe I was a little scared before and I bit the fear bug and, you know, I I played the game a little bit before, but I'm not doing it anymore. Great. What if they see that? What if they catch grumblings about that? What if at TSA, none of us are wearing masks and we refuse, you know, and we ground all these flights and then the flight attendants don't have income and then the pilots don't have income and then all of these things, right? Like, what if that actually happens where the trickle down becomes so enormous that they're like, oh, shoot, they didn't fall for it this time? Climate lockdowns enter the chat. What if they then try to do it for another reason? A reason that is fresh, a reason that doesn't have studies and statistics associated with it, reasons that are based off of the, you know, fake organic Maui fires, the fake organic Canada fires. Like, what if we have to save the planet? Do your part. It's the same script. It's the exact same script it's just different characters. Rona was the character in season one and climate change is the character in season two. But it's all the same, it's all for the same purposes. And they use the same tools, they use the same tricks, they use the same manipulation to make us go, oh gosh, well, I don't want, I don't, I don't want the forests to burn. Right, none of us do nobody wants bad things to happen to our planet nobody wants to be you know drinking gross water nobody wants trash in the oceans like nobody nobody wants that But us literally volunteering to live in 15-minute cities or to not drive our cars on a Tuesday or to stay indoors and to put smart thermostats on so that the government can tell us how hot and cold we can have our houses, none of those are solutions. And they're going to trick us into thinking that those are solutions, And I think they'll work overtime if they see that the COVID narrative is not working a second time around. And this doesn't take rocket science to put together. It's not that far off in the big scheme of things. There's always something lurking in the back pocket. It's a plan B. If the new colored pencil drawing of COVID part 2 doesn't scare them. We have to have something else ready to go. Did you also notice that during COVID part one, we didn't really have any natural disasters? Think back. We we weren't talking about hurricanes. We certainly weren't talking about hurricanes off the West Coast. Oh, my stars and stripes, you guys. Oh, deep breaths, Beth. Deep breaths. Maybe I will have to do a show about that. But we weren't seeing we we weren't seeing all of this. We weren't seeing massive fires, you know, except during the summer of love when they were burning cities down. But we weren't seeing these sort of natural disaster, climate catastrophes. Now, I also want to refresh your memory about the Project Veritas video of that undercover with the CNN guy saying, oh, well, once COVID dies down, you know, we're switching the narrative and it's going to go to climate change and we're going to hit that really, we're going to hit that really heavy. Well, how would he know? Well, he knows because it's all a script, it's all a playbook because it's all for control and for compliance and because we're the have-nots and they're the haves and we're the slaves and they are the owners. It's not that complicated. So we all just have to commit to one another, which is very hard because there's still a significant number of people that don't that don't know that we're, we're like playing this game. There's still a lot of people that still use the term conspiracy theorist. And that think that, you know, they, they believed what came out first, which was, okay, the mask, the mask works. And then when that's proven to not be true, they can't then believe the new, the new data even though they probably wore a mask for a year and they got COVID three times. So if we could all agree that there's something bigger happening here, it's a lot easier then for all of us to agree what's in our best interests and what are we not going to allow and to participate again in. And I think... For those of us that were spoken out in round one, I am even more spoken out in round two. I self-censored a little bit round one. I think I was still feeling myself out as far as, you know, maybe being a little cautious or who I was worried about would see my content or hear my opinion. Nah, don't care. Very over that. Very... Like, very much over all of that, clearly, as I'm here on the radio talking for an hour about it every week and getting more and more, you know, steadfast in my convictions and in my beliefs and my inability to bend. I will not bend, not a half an inch. You will not catch me. And that's sort of my call to action to you. Did you participate the first time? How did that work out for you? Do you have regrets? Are you willing to repeat that the second time? Should it come around? Are you willing to go through all of that again? Are you willing to just, you know, go along to get along? Are you going to crumble? Or are you going to say, nope, not again. I'm stronger than this. I will find an ally group. I will find people that are right there with me so that I don't feel alone. I will surround myself with people that empower me to stay the course so that I don't feel like I'm the odd man out. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I'm now at the end of this show, always fired up. I'm always fired up. I think I live fired up somewhat. But I'm actually going to go and help my son who has decided he wants to make an online store. He's going to make an online store with some apparel and some merchandise that is basically advertising his non-compliance and i could not be any more proud of him so i'm going to go help him with that bid everyone adieu and thank everyone for listening and tuning in and you know encouraging you to decide now while you have maybe a little bit of foreshadowing a little bit of forewarning a little bit of time to prepare mentally emotionally spiritually physically for what you are willing and not willing to participate again in. Just don't do it, do not comply. You'll be stronger for it, your family will be stronger for it and we as a society will be stronger for it. So that's all the time we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Beth, and you can find me here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts and videos so we can help secure America's future. Until next time, be safe, be well and God bless. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily where no topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness.
0: It's time and day-